0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. Now, this is my commandment, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I heard from my Father. It was not you who chose me, but I, who chose you, and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask in my name, he may give you. This I command you love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise <laughs> This is one of those Sundays when I wish Catholics brought their Bibles to church. Because this whole story that we heard from the Acts of the Apostles, Acts chapter 10, is a beautiful, powerful story. And we only get a little snippet out of it. The church kind of assumes that we've read it before and we kind of know what the rest of the story is, but for many of us, it's not, unless you followed Father Jack's advice last week and and started reading through the Acts of the Apostles, which I would really encourage you to do as we continue through this Easter season. Because the message is so, so powerful. Acts chapter 10. And it's really the story of two heroes two people who changed the world you would not be sitting here if it was not for the two men in this story in acts chapter 10 and one of them is kind of a familiar figure for us peter but the other hero of this story is cornelius And we don't know a lot about Cornelius. We don't think about him. We don't list him in many of our prayers, the prayers of St. Cornelius. But he's a hero in this story. Now, Cornelius was a Roman centurion. He was a powerful man in the Roman army, which the Roman army was occupying the Holy Land. And the Jews were the occupied. (laughs) The Romans were the occupiers, and the Jews were the occupied. Similar to Israel and Palestine today, the Palestinians are the occupied, and Israel acts as occupiers often. But so Cornelius is a powerful Jewish or powerful Roman soldier. And the Romans have oppressed the Jews for years. But Cornelius isn't your average Roman soldier. He's made friends among the Jews. And he started to listen to some of their teaching. He's what's called a God-fearer. That's why it calls him a holy and devout man, a God-fearer. And I'm sure Cornelius was getting lots of pushback from his superiors and from his friends. Are you going to become one of them hanging around with the Jews? Oh, you like them. You better be careful or you're going to lose your job. Because it was dangerous for Cornelius to be fraternizing with the Jews. But something in Cornelius' heart invited him to do that. And it says he gave money to the Jews to support them and that he became a man of prayer who asked a God he didn't really know for the good of the people that he knew but Cornelius if he takes that next step and becomes Jewish or learns more about it or gets caught too far in he could lose his job and possibly his life Cornelius is the hero and then God sends an angel to Cornelius and says, you need to learn more about these Jewish people. Go and send your men to Joppa and find this man called Peter and have him come and listen to him. He'll tell you what to do. And amazingly, Cornelius does this. He sends his men off to Joppa. Know that he's standing on an edge, ready to take the step over. Because if Peter convinces him Things are going to get very different for Cornelius. That's the first hero of this story. He takes this risk to go and to, or to bring Peter to listen to him. Peter is the other hero. Peter has been a hero for a long time. He's kind of a bonehead in the Gospels, but in the Acts of the Apostles, he really kind of steps into his own. And Peter, is a preacher to the Jews he goes to the synagogues and he proclaims that the Jewish Messiah has come that Jesus the Jewish Messiah died at the hands of the Romans and was raised by God to free God's chosen people the Jewish people and to establish a new way of living And Peter's response has been mixed, but more and more people are starting to believe in this Jewish Messiah. More and more of the Jews are getting excited about Jesus and are becoming converts to what's kind of pre-Christianity or Christianity, the movements of the Spirit. And so Peter continues to preach. But Peter is thrown in jail by the Romans for preaching this. And he's let out. And then one day, Peter is in his house, and he's getting hungry. It's about noon, so he starts to pray, and God gives him a vision. And maybe it's because he was hungry, (laughs) but the vision is about food, and about all this food that comes from all over the world and settles down, some of it kosher or clean, and some of it not kosher, unclean for a Jewish man to eat. And then Peter hears a voice say, take and eat. And Peter says, no way, Lord. I'm Jewish. I'm not going to eat that unclean food. And this happens three times. And then Peter hears a voice that says, do not call unclean what I have made clean. The voice of God speaking to him. And Peter then Here's a knock at the door and God tells him go with whoever comes. So Peter goes downstairs, answers the door and look who's standing there, a soldier sent by Cornelius and two other Jewish people with him. And Peter has had run-ins with the soldiers before. Remember he was thrown in jail by the Romans. But he trusts God. And he takes this step, and he says, "Okay, I'll come with you." And Peter and the soldier and the uh, Jewish folks take Peter to Caesarea to the house of Cornelius, and that's where the story picks up today that we heard. As soon as Peter gets to the door, Cornelius falls down on his knees and says, "Wow." wow and Peter says get up I'm just a human being I'm just a human being and then Cornelius says come come and he takes him in to his household and he's gathered all his servants all his family and he says tell us tell us what you've come to tell us and he's taking a risk because if his household becomes Jewish or associated with this movement it's in trouble So Peter begins to preach. He has not had good luck with Gentiles before. In fact, he hasn't preached to Gentiles before. He's only preached to Jews. So he starts to tell them about Jesus. He starts to tell them how God created the world wonderful and we broke it, and how God sent his Son to make it right. And as they're listening... The Holy Spirit comes upon them. I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe you've experienced it. I think I may have experienced it a few points in my life where there was a power of God that could not be explained, came upon the people that Peter is speaking to, and they began glorifying God, and they began speaking in tongues, and they began to believe and saying, yes, Yes, Jesus is the Savior of the world, not just the Jews. Jesus is our Savior. And Peter, hearing this, says, I guess you got to be baptized and become one of us. And they do. This is the first recorded instance where Christianity moved beyond just the Jews. It became a universal movement that Jesus has come for every one of us. No matter why you're here today, Jesus came for you. Maybe you're here because you're always here on Sunday. Maybe you're here because it's Mother's Day and your mom said, come to church with me. Maybe you're here because your wife made you come or your husband made you come. Whatever the reason, Jesus came for you today. And He wants you to hear that message. That He is the Savior of the world and He can save you if you let Him in. And just listen. The Holy Spirit might be coming upon you now or later today. So this movement... Expands and Cornelius' life is changed. We don't hear in the scriptures what happened much to Cornelius after that, except that he became a Christian and began living this new way of life, this way of life that the gospel talked about, about love, about forgiveness, about peace. He became a new person. But Peter also changed. Peter changed because he no longer saw God as so small. And again, remember, Peter had seen Jesus die. He'd seen Jesus rise from the dead. He'd been freed from prison miraculously by an angel. And yet still he had this narrow vision that God was only working with him and his friends. But now Peter says, no, it's much bigger than that. God is saving the whole world. I told you this was a story of two heroes. Why are Cornelius and Peter heroes? Why are they heroes? Because they trusted God and they listened to each other. Cornelius took the risk to listen to Peter. Peter took the risk to speak to Cornelius because they trusted that God was in charge, that they weren't God, but that God had a plan, and they could trust that. And it ended one of the most fundamental divisions in the world, that between Roman and Jew, non-Jew, and follower of Jesus. Our world is still divided today, You look around the world, you look at Myanmar, you look at the Ukraine and Russia, you look at Cameroon, you look at all these places around the world, and it's filled with this same kind of division, with them and us, or us and them. It's even here in Appleton. Maybe it's in your own family, or your own heart. Do we have that same kind of courage that Cornelius and Peter did? to trust God, and to listen to each other. I want to give you a really concrete recommendation. St. Thomas More is part of a group called Common Ground. It's where civic leaders in our community here in Appleton and church leaders Get together and try to move Appleton forward as a better and better community. It's a great place to live. Don't get me wrong, but to continue to strive to make it better for everybody who lives here. And Common Ground is hosting several community conversations for the next year or so. And the first one is coming up on Thursday, May 27th. It's part of our Golden Rule project. And it's very simple. We're just gathering a diverse group of people and we'll have a topic and we'll listen to each other. We'll listen to one another because we trust that God has a plan and that maybe something like happened with Peter and Cornelius can happen and God can move in a powerful way. But that's not the expectation. It's just to trust God and to listen to each other. These community conversations, I have some flyers out there, they're coming up. Or if you want to be a little more intentional and intense about this, there's two other things that we're doing with Common Ground. The first is a dialogue circle, where you'll gather with six or so different people. And again, key is different. It's not going to be the same old, same old. And you listen to each other over a series of topics for six months. Or if you're really brave, if you're really brave, you can be paired up with one other person who is very different from you. And you journey together for six months, listening to each other's stories. Listening to each other's stories. You'll be paired up if you're a Republican with a Democrat, if you're a Democrat with a Republican. Maybe you're black, you'll be paired up with a white person. Or if you're white, you'll be paired up with a black person. Or if you're a laborer, you'll be paired up with management. Or management paired up with a laborer. Something with a divide that often separates us, like that Jewish-Gentile divide. And we'll listen to each other across that divide. And maybe the Holy Spirit will move in powerful ways. Again, it's a powerful story in Acts 10, the tale of two heroes, Cornelius and Peter. They trusted in God so much that they could listen to people who were radically different than them. Do we do that same thing? Do we have that same kind of faith? Will we accept that invitation?